Before we get into this episode, I would like to make a quick disclaimer that all of Society Inspired's interviews and the information we share are 100% for learning experience and to hear the different sides of the various issues we discuss. We never endorse nor support violence and we are committed to promoting peace. I want to create a safe space for learning and comfortable place for people to be able to start to speak. Hope you enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the 14th episode of Society Inspired. My name is Gemma. I am a 15-year-old Palestinian-American teen, and I am so excited to have Natasha Johnson as our special guest for episode number 14. Would you like to introduce yourself, tell us your story, and also share your preferred pronouns, please? Yes. So my pronouns are she, her, hers. Um, And I, first of all, for anyone watching this, I think you're super cool. Thank you for doing it. And thank you just for being awesome, uh, the awesome people that you all are. My name is Natasha, and thank you so much for introducing me. I'm actually a multimedia artist, and that consists of my photography, video, design, and drawing skills. And most importantly, what I love doing is using my creative practice to shine light on issues in the world because we need the light, we need the support, we need the love because when you look at things happening around you, the world can be a scary place, but through creativity, we can really change the course of history. And I feel that with creativity, being on the positive side of history, being a joy in that peace can really elevate the people that come behind you or even people who came before you. It's all about love and um, I wouldn't change it for the world. And just a bit more information about myself, when I was growing up, it was just extremely, it was difficult, you know, because I didn't have that solid foundation. I didn't have my, my parents in my life, but, you know, I feel like the universe works in crazy ways because there were people who came into my life that really supported me throughout my youth. That's why I feel like I'm so big on supporting the youth as far as their dreams and passions, because they can make a difference and, you know, and you share love and you, make them understand that they're important because they are, you know, let them understand that they are important. Um, you don't know what they can do. And um, although the, although my mom wasn't in my life, she did plant a creative seed. Great woman, but you know, life can be very difficult for a lot of people. So she was absent for a bit, bit part, of, part of it. And uh, I met teachers like Mrs. Grisby in junior high school who exposed me to the arts and since that moment, I've been hitting the ground running, meeting more people who fed into my creativity. And then when I was old enough, I was like, I'm going to keep using my creative practice to make people smile because we need more of those. So that is just a bit of information about who I am. And I hope that you are taking care of your mental health too, because that's important. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Great shout out. Love that. Um, I found your work during this past school year. I wrote a paper about your photography in my photography class and the difference you strive for it to make in the world. Um, Did you get into photography in high school? How did you get into photography officially? Well, you know, I feel, I'm so happy that I'm telling you this story because it's so organic and you're like, how did you? But I wanted to uh, take photography in high school. Um, When I, like before I got to high school, uh, I was I was working with Ms. Grisby because before that I was shifting around from different households, right? Yeah. And I finally ended up at Pearl C. Anderson, which is a school in South Dallas. And she saw my creative talents because I would hide out in the restrooms and stuff like that. I was, as a kid who was just bouncing around, you know, in junior high school it can be harsh. So I wasn't going to lunch. 
but I would go to her classroom and she saw the work that I was doing. Now, she told me about graphic design and from half of my seventh grade year to eighth grade year, she was helping me build a portfolio, like really working with me one-on-one -on -one to build a portfolio. And she told me about an art school in downtown Dallas, which was Booker T. Washington. Mm. And uh, I was like, what an art school, this is great. You know, like what, this is amazing. But uh, long story short, I got in um, after making multiple calls because, you know, <laughs> Once again, I have my, my parents around, so I was staying with an older sibling. And uh, actually, when I went to audition, I took the portfolio Miss Grisby had me, you know, build, help me build. And um, I went downtown, caught the city bus by myself. Now, granted, I told them my parents were outside as I signed the documents myself, but they were not. And I went through that um, wow. audition process. It was, it was so... That's, it was, that's amazing, though. Yeah, man. It was like they're outside but I was embarrassed you know I didn't know what else to say but um when I got in it was like wow you know I was so happy I remember crying you know it's the first time as a yeah. kid you know, crying about an opportunity I was like oh my gosh I got in I was so excited because I had to call him I didn't get it in the mail but when I was at Booker T it just smelled the it smelled and felt like creativity you know what I mean it was um they have a new building now uh, added on to the original historical building but before it was just like it was just a feeling that it gave me and uh, as far as the photography component I remember signing up for classes like printmaking and other things like that but I also signed up for photography the thing about that though is when I was in that class sitting there <clears throat> I remember the teacher handing out the list of supplies and uh, it was a film photography class I couldn't afford it that was nine for a year and it's painful as that was I had to drop out of it I really wanted to take that it was something about capturing a moment for me now although I wasn't able to take photography during that four years because of the hardships you know I was still living in poverty um I would go by the class sometimes and just peek in to see what the students were doing and I was like wow this is great um so photography I would say that journey for me started there my creative journey started before with inspiration from my mom and then the teachers like Miss Grisby but photography was like just sitting in my in my spirit for a long time until I was able to go to college. When I was able to go to college, which was another hardship in itself, um, I met, you know, some great professors like Susan K. Grant. Um, it was a, a great financial aid advisor, Governor Jackson, who believed in me because I actually got uh, denied from that university, Texas Women's University. I got denied, but um, with the help of a counselor and, um, you know, some in-law family members in a letter from myself, um, they eventually let me in on probation, but I graduated with honors, right? Um, I was really, really dedicated. And during my time in, uh, at Texas Women's University, I used that camera to document everything because everything to me was beautiful. And it's a way to bring out, once again, that light and what we see. So that's how I got started in photography and I have not stopped because it's cool. Like who doesn't, you know, taking photos is cool. Yeah. And having it be your job is even cooler. I think. It's really, really fun, man. I tell you. There's so much to it that just, there's so many possibilities with it. Mm -hmm. It's a, um, uh, you can meet so many people, you know, well, like I'm meeting you now. It's, you know, yes. It's <laughs> I'm having like a bit of a fangirl moment. I'm not gonna lie because Aww. like I don't think like if 
like as a basis like I had to research like so many photographers this past year and I just I don't know I just like kept coming back to your portfolio and all your images and I would just like be like I want them I want my pictures to look like this like they're just so like simple but like pure and beautiful and I just it was like one of the biggest inspirations for me this past like school year semester oh my god and so I'm just like I'm having a bit more and like I'm an activist and so seeing what you did with your photography also in the class I was like and I want to do this with it so I was just like oh. I'm having a bit of like a oh my goodness moment oh my god wait <laughs> first of all like thank you because you're super cool like so you're having like a moment but I'm having a moment because first of all like you're dedicated look what you're doing you know like you are going to move mountains. Your work is going to just bring out the light in you because you have that. I'm talking like, it's cool. First of all, you saying like, oh, it's cool. Like talking to you. It's cool for me having the opportunity to talk to you. I think you're amazing. Like this is so inspiring. You don't. Thank you. Like I was <laughs> telling um the girls on the team at the Smart Project. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. She's cool. You know? So I appreciate it. You know, really that means so much to me. And uh, oh my gosh, you made me cry though. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold the tears in though. Like, but um, you like, nah, man, you are super dope. Don't, oh you. my gosh. Yeah. Thank you. Um, you have done so many projects within photography, but was your self publication what led you to start using your photography as a form of activism or what led you to start? using them for that okay so <clears throat> I had I went off to grad school in uh, 2014 and that was that was a crazy crazy move but it was necessary and when I was away I was able to work with like youth artists which I was like oh like the coolest creative projects like I've ever seen yeah and um, I was able to understand their stories and understand that many of them had similar hardships but when I was also way up there not only was I learning how to be an educator. I was also seeing the amount of colorism and conflict within that was happening within my very own community. Yeah. When you see something that's like hurting people and you have a certain amount of empathy and sympathy, you, you kind of want it to stop immediately. So with that being said, I was like, how could I do something to at least like highlight the beauty in, in, in my community? you know, how can I do something like that? Because I, I have so many friends who ha have childhood trauma because of the things they experienced. I have it, you know, and we can be that change. I was seeing harsh memes online that were attacking, you know, darker skinned women, darker skinned men uh, in relation to colorism. I was seeing just the, just so many arguments and jokes being made online within the community that could be very, you know, toxic to anyone's natural growth or confidence. And um, I remember just talking to a colleague of mine, um, a peer that was in class and she was saying like, hey, I've seen you do work, you know, amongst the grad students, I would photograph my peers and then, you know, design a booklet alongside their work, right? And they talk about their creative practice, but um, it was actually, uh, Michelle and she was like you should uh you could do something similar or you should think about doing something and a year after I graduated I was like you know what self-love is important so I'm going to start 
with the self-publication. And um, when I first started, I did not know what I was doing. I just knew I wanted to show the beauty in people. Okay. And uh, five years later, I've worked with over 42 people. I have three books, um, the volumes, and I just was like, you know what? I don't have much, not that many resources, but I'm gonna combine my design and photography skills together to make this happen. And uh, I don't regret it for, I, it's just amazing. I do not regret yeah. that project at all. Yeah, um, I haven't gotten to like fully, like read, not read, you know what I mean? Like look mm -hmm. for it, but I've seen bits and pieces of it and it's, yeah. it's so beautiful. Yeah, I can say, um, I'll send you one. <laughs> I'll see you one because I know I have like some back there. It's like behind that purple thingy that <laughs> rolls. <laughs> yes, I was like, I need, I need to order. I need to, I need to see. Um, so, so much information. Um, this and I talk a lot too, so let me know if I need to slow down. No, it's perfect. <laughs> I love people who talk a lot because I talk a lot, and talking is talking is cool. It, it, gives, it gives you more information and that's what I want here. I just want nice organic flowing conversation. So it's perfect. Um, the SMART Project is a nonprofit after school program you have started for teens in Northern Texas, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, what was the inspiration for making an artistic program for teens? So uh, it brings me back to Ms. Grisby because Ms. Grisby, helped me plant that, uh, well, not plant, she didn't help me plant, but she helped water the seed my mom uh, planted in me. Um, and she just, she was amazing, you know, just bits and pieces. So the SMART Project is truly inspired by my life and mm. my need to help people, but most importantly, how other people came in and helped me. I, um, I would even say that I had the feeling when I was in um, high school because I, I ended up going to the art school, you know, I got into the art school, but many of my, my peers surrounding and like other schools in the neighborhood didn't really have the creative resources. So it was like, man, it would be cool when I'm older to provide something like that. Just little <laughs> me thinking like that. So um, going to, to grad school at RISD and being able to work with so many different creative youth artists it was uh, amazing. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna come back home and do something similar. And uh, which reminds me, I was able to work as a mentor in Project Open Door. And Project Open Door is a great program here at RISD uh, created by Dr. Sproul. And just the work that that program does in the community in Providence, Rhode Island is truly amazing. And the SMART Project was really uh, just a foundation of creativity, love, and the support that I received in order to help youth artists. Um, it started, the idea came about in 2015, but we jump-started the whole entire thing, the pilot program in 2019. Pandemic happened. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. But uh, it just, we went back to the drawing board and uh, I worked with a great team of women. We just ran a workshop earlier, you know, this year and we are set to start the next one, September 17th, so. Awesome. Yeah, pretty cool kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have an exhibit. Mm -hmm. What's the aim of your exhibit showcasing South Dallas neighborhoods? Yeah, so, um, so wait, and I'll make sure that nothing came through. Please forgive me. But I to, okay, so um, South <laughs> Dallas, 
<laughs> South Dallas is, um, it's, it's crazy how life is, you know, I mean, I was talking about the universe, but South Dallas is uh, where Pearl C is. <clears throat> and uh, that's where Miss Grisby was helping me. I didn't even, even know I was moving around so much, but the beauty of South Dallas came about through the Juanita J. Crafthouse Artist Residency that's offered by the South Dallas Cultural Center. And that's also where we host workshops for the SMART Project. But it's a great team of people there. You have John, Carla, Imani, just great people who are working to make a difference in the area. And when I was a part of that residency, it was more so like a pilot. And mm -hmm. uh, I was approached about documenting the area. And I was like, oh yeah, I would love to. I mean, I have some ties here. I grew up right down the street. And you know, I moved around a lot, but that was one of the areas that uh, changed my life. Yeah. And um, as I worked on it, it started to elevate and grow, though. <clears throat> and I feel like with uh, creative projects, you, you have an idea, but then it starts to transform in a way. And I felt that it wasn't only necessary to document the space, right? Because it's changing, of course, the area is changing, but the people as well, because the people are what made the area what it is, their energy and their spirit. Um, and um, it, it's like bittersweet, but um, I felt that it needed to be done. And with the support of the cultural center, the folks at the cultural center, I was able to make it happen. And um, I'm happy I did, so. Yes, um, like you mentioned that you had this exhibit at the Juanita Craft Civil Rights House, is there, a more specific reason why you chose to have it there? Is there okay. Three. Yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, and I'll, I'll back it up a little bit because I think I, me, I'm like, oh, blah. <laughs> I'm like, blah, blah. But um, so the uh, the Juanita J. Craft House is actually uh, down the street, not too far from the cultural center. And um, the exhibit took place within the cultural center, which is beautiful. Like, oh my God, you should see the gallery space. It's so amazing. But um, the actual home is going to be changed into a museum. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I walked in there, it was just really great because, you know, this is where she lived and she did so much work for the community. So to be a part of a, a residency that's inspired by her, um, it's, it's just like, wow, you, you're a part of history because she did so many things for the city of Dallas, especially in that area of South Dallas um, that poured out. And that's the reason why I'm able to create this now. But I had the exhibit. Uh, at the South Dallas Cultural Center and the South Dallas Cultural Center is just known for supporting like artists. I know they were the first to even offer to support the self-publication, which is where I had my first uh, show for that. Wow, okay. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Complete sense. Um, what steps do you feel like we must take to dismantle racist and socioeconomic stereotypes in our world society i feel and i can i can go i can go super deep but man <laughs> but i feel like it's important yeah. for yeah <laughs> and like first of all i feel like it's important for everyone to everyone to be respected by not forcing them away from their history you know history plays a huge part in aligning the details and understanding who we truly are, our identities and why certain things are happening and continue to suppress so many people. I feel that the only way to dismantle, you know, any racism or stereotypes that really plague people is to let people be themselves and understand and learn who they are and stop 
and to stop this idea of fighting against them and stopping them from being who they are. I yeah. think equal resources, um, exposure, access to things that will better their living situations will be great as well. Because I feel like everything ties into this thing of like, you know, exploitation, you know, poverty hurts people. All of this needs to be brought to the forefront because people need help. People need to understand themselves, love who they are, understand their culture and should be proud of who they are in their culture. You know, yeah. no one should be made, no one should be oppressed or demonized for being born the way they are. It's just wrong. And um, I, I always say this, if, we can't continue with a system that is meant to hurt an individual because of who they are, corruption or anything like that. It, exactly. If, if we can't do that, we can't save the actual ground that we walk on, you know, mm -hmm. because you can't solve problems with ill will or hate. It just won't work. We've seen it over and over again, generation after generation. It's just not working. It needs to be a change. It has to be, let people be free, let people, go, let them be free. That's what I feel could truly save it um, alongside the history and uh, sub being subsumed in it and overcoming uh, any hardships that were set to, uh, well, any rocks that were put in our place to trip us up, so. Yes, I, I think that's the reason I wanted to talk to you, especially because I saw through your work and just like the way you like would talk about different like topics of racism in our society. I just saw that you used the culture and history to drive you to talk mm -hmm. about those things. And that's so important because, you know, like so many people have experienced it and having that like be in their stories and having like someone who's willing to share and, mm -hmm. you know, put in the culture and just understand it is I feel like so beautiful because it's much more it's much more than racism mm -hmm. there's and there's culture it's just there's so much more yeah so many layers so many and that's it's the beautiful like, thing about your story because you used art to you know drive you through you know those hard times in your life and then now you get to share about that and what you're doing with it now so mm -hmm. And I, uh, I appreciate you for noticing that. I feel like art can help re reveal. And it also allows us to step into our, our light and shine the way we are supposed to be and not change ourselves for anyone. And then this also, it brings in this level of integrity, right? If it's ever a situation where you feel like you'll, you will lose yourself, it's not worth it, you know? It's not worth it at all. And um, because the reason why it's not worth it is because you still need to be you and keep whatever that fire is burning inside of you in order to keep going. If you let someone change you, mute you, make you feel worried about standing up for what you believe in, then you will ultimately lose yourself. And art, art heals that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've experienced that being a dancer, a photographer, is just so many ways to use art to you know, help drive you and then mm -hmm. share, share your story or share like what needs to be like changed in our world. So that's yeah. true. You got this. See, yeah, I, knew. Just, I, knew <laughs> so much. 
Yeah. I love I love talking to artists on here because artists don't get recognized enough in our world, I think, especially like dancers or photographers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um hello again. So my computer decided that um its disk space was full. So I had to, you know, pull out my hard drive and upload things on there. And now we're back. We're recording again. I think I was talking about how artists don't get recognized enough and they get to share their stories and they get to share their stories and share their stories through different you know things that need to change in the world things like that so that that's all I was trying to say before my computer gave up on me we're good yeah it's okay it's like it's fine it's like oh my gosh why did you cut us off but um I feel like because it's kind of like how you think about how they teach climate about climate change in schools and stuff that usually it's kind of like this idea of like I think this whole narrative of capitalism and this sense of like utilizing non-renewable resources it kind of like took the forefront so things like the arts and stuff like that probably fell on the backside at least for me I, I noticed that things were more geared towards sports in school until I went to Booker T and um, I'm not saying it's not beautiful. Sports is beautiful. So many kids that are able to, you know, uh, participate and that's what they love. But um, it's it's cool to see the arts supported as well. Um, you know, the performing arts supported, you know, students who love to write. It's it's cool seeing that. Yes. Supported so when they're older, they understand and they can continue to do what they love instead of suppressing that and not being able to do it because society is like, oh no, this is not important. It is important. Exactly. Of the world, you know, everything around us was a creative idea before, and then we now use it to serve a purpose. And it can change so many things. So. Mm-hmm. It okay. can. So, do you, not do you, are there any resources you would like my followers and I to read, watch, listen to? Yeah. Uh, okay. First of all, uh, so many. Oh my goodness. You know, you can just email me a list. Yeah, I can email you a list. Um, and I will have that list in like the caption below. Is it called a caption? It's called a caption. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, yeah. I can do that. I can do that. I can make a, a nice list. I would first, like, if it's anything that I can throw up very quick, I would say um, watch our planet. <laughs> Like on like uh, on Netflix, I, I think it's really great to understand the world that we live in, and it's very beautiful visuals you can see there. Um, just a beautiful documentary. Um, mental health resources. I will collect do a collective uh, list of those things you can do, self care activities and stuff like that. Um, we share it with students in the Smart Project, and don't mind sharing it uh, to your followers because it's important for us to take care of ourselves. I appreciate that. No problem. And lastly, where can my followers find you on social media so they can keep up with you? Okay, well, you can find me on Mars. No, I'm like, like, no, no, and I wouldn't get a ticket to Mars or anything like that. (laughs) Well, that's a whole nother story. (laughs) That is a whole nother story. I'm like, wait, were you leaving us? But no, if you want to find me on social media, it is Natasha Johnson. So N-I-T-A-S-H-I-A Johnson, just all ran together. And that's the same for like Twitter, you know, Instagram, and then my website. Um, I meant my website is the main like source of contact because you can reach out to me there if you need help with anything, have any questions, or just need some upliftment. 
I'll be there to help you out because man, we got to stick together. We really, really do. But that's where you can find me. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. Make sure you follow Natasha on all social media platforms and check out all of their upcoming projects and make sure to follow our other social media platforms as well so you don't miss out on more interviews and important information. I hope you guys enjoyed the 14th episode of Society Inspired and we will see you guys next time. See ya.